Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning. We're off and running three hours home improvement. Great afternoon and morning ahead of us. And it, we're trying to get out of freezing temperatures. It's a little bit chilly this morning, frost on the pumpkin, all that sort of thing. Scott Mosby, home improvement, phone lines, questions and answers, everything for you about and around your home. 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. And as we spend more time in the house, uh, inside closed doors and windows, There are more things that happen that we have to maintain on the inside of our house, largely air filter related that changing our furnace filters is a wise thing. Likewise, uh, listening to uh, uh, Mike Miller in the KMOX Garden Hotline this morning, uh, questions about watering in the cold temperatures. Keep in mind, garden hoses, here we go, I'll get up on my stump one more time, make certain you disconnect your garden hose from the faucet on the back of the house, front of the house, side, front, whatever it is. That hose bib, that thing you connect the garden hose up to, disconnect the hose from that, and any water that drips out of that is a good thing. So keep in mind that when you turn the water off to your hose, when you leave the hose connected, the water stays in that uh, housing, that pipe, that part of the plumbing that can freeze. And with the temperatures we're experiencing overnight, it will freeze. So given enough time and enough temperature below freezing, that water will turn into ice. As water turns into ice, it expands and gets bigger. And that's how you split a plumbing pipe, a copper pipe. Uh, Iron pipe typically is resistant to that. Just a stronger material body on on that pipe. Just keep in mind, please disconnect the garden hoses. Go ahead, water the plants, wash your car, spray off the patio, driveway, dry, you know, uh, deck, all those things that are, you know, uh, good old maintenance. Uh, because, you know, as we, you know, the pollen's gone, the leaves are kind of gone. We're kind of, you know, getting into a fairly clean time of year. As we go into winter, there's not quite as much dust around uh, once you get it cleaned up. Therefore, you know, giving the deck a, a wash. And I like to do that because anything outside the house will track inside the home. So my neighbors know I'm a blower-crazy neighbor, and I run the blower, and primarily it is to push the dust away from the home, off the driveway, the sidewalks, the patios, decks, things like that, because all of that sticks to feet and then winds up inside the house. So, you know, I extend that cleaning regimen from the inside to the outside of the house. As you do that, and that's why I'm advocating it may be just fine for you to wash whatever it is, your front porch, your stoop, especially, especially as we get into the snow and ice season, and we may put de-icers on that front porch, the concrete, whatever it is. When the snow and ice goes away, give it a bath, wash it off. Uh, the only caveat I will say is wait, make sure and wait until the temperatures are above freezing and rising or the sun's going to hit that concrete. Otherwise, you just turn the whole thing into a skating rink. Hazards abound and you wind up with your guests coming up or the postal service coming up to help you and they wind up on ice. But the point being, clean it up, 
disconnect the garden hose and even around your air conditioner i know you know I, I like working in the yard. I like working in the garden. So I stack things around that AC condenser. Um, put your uh, put a lid on it. Put a lid on it might be the mission. We talked a little bit last week about enclosing and putting covers over that cover the whole sides of that outside air conditioning thing called the condenser. Uh, and that is not appropriate. The manufacturers, though some will sell you those covers, um, generally... It's better to just put something on the top to keep the debris, the leaves, uh, anything that falls from getting inside that um, cabinet body, that metal thing. Uh, But the sides, leave those open and able to dry out. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. A little bit chilly today as we get into it. Uh, You know, it is what it is. And uh, we're, you know... You know, it's it's uh, rain is in the forecast, so maybe we'll get a little bit more moisture into this soil and get some deeper saturated soils going into the winter. Uh, phone lines, 314-436-7900. My name is Scott Mosby. Many of you have known me here for a very long time. Uh, I think I'm in my 25th year, something like that, being on KMOX, which uh, is kind of an honor to me. I like to bring things that are current. I uh, look for trouble, if you will. My um, uh, career path right now is research uh, and training, both training me, training my cohorts at Mosby Building Arts, our family business, and likewise keeping myself sharp and out there in front looking for new trouble because... Uh, and opportunities. Trouble is also opportunities. Manufacturers are making new products and new assemblies that are extraordinarily um, good and potentially beneficial. However, if you've ever played a team sport, if all of the members of the team aren't working well together, or even in kindergarten, don't play nice in the sandbox, uh, some of those processes, including our, our building officials and uh, um, building codes, uh, their conflicts between fire and moisture management, especially this part of the country. So how do you comply with both of the overall worthy objectives of, you know, don't build a house that burns down so fast the fire department can't even get there, number one. That's health, lives, and safety. Uh, The second one is uh, make sure the air moves through that structure well enough to be able to off-gas, dry itself out, and not build up mold, mildew, indoor air quality, uh, wood rot problems, things like that. Well, you know, those two things are, you know, fire guys want no uh, air, air movement. You know, air is new oxygen, oxygen is new fire, fire is now hotter flame spread faster, you know, escape uh, areas are tougher on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's really hard to dry out a house unless you're moving moisture, moving air, you know, and getting uh, exchanges of that stuff. Uh, 314-436-7900, we can talk about all of that. Uh, Let's fire up the phones and uh, get with an early caller here and talk to my friend Tom. Hey, Tom, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you this fine morning? Well, I just wanted to comment on your uh, suggestion about not uh, covering a condensing unit. Yeah. Uh, I worked on heating and air for over 40 years, and I cannot tell you how many times I went to work on one that wasn't working, and people had totally covered their outdoor unit. And what it does is makes a nice home for mice. (laughs) 
and they get in there and mildew and rot. Yeah, yeah. But they mice get in there and they'll chew wires up mm. and create shorts and all kind of problems. I've seen it a hundred times, and I don't. I got where I even asked people, "Do you cover this up in the winter time?" Yeah. <laughs> I got bought this thing. I said, "Quit using that. Don't. You can cover the top, but do not enclose that thing. You're just making a, a home for rodents, mice, whatever." So that's Tom, my to, only comment. To drive this home, when you get into a unit with wiring problems from mice, how long does that take you to even get a sense of? What damage, where, how much, I mean, how many hours is ahead of you typically when you get into this? I mean, it's not a big unit, so it's, you know, as a homeowner, it's like, ah, kid, there aren't that many wires. Well, how deep are you in when, when you uh, oh. get into that situation? Oh, sometimes it's hours and hours. I mean, they'll, they'll be, you can just see mice, but in there they got nests and there's acorns everywhere. And they'll just chew almost every wire in there. Up. Sometimes yeah. it's just a couple. And sometimes you'll actually see uh, a dead mouse stuck in the, the contactor where, it's, you know, the electric <laughs> is exposed. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes it's it's not a big deal, but sometimes it's every wire in there has got, got to be oh, replaced. Man. That's That really takes time. So, so. so this is big bucks. If you want to cover your AC, just uh, stack up a whole bunch of $100 bills and be ready for when you come to visit, right? Is that fair? Right. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. Just so it, put it, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. put a, if you want, uh, put a, uh, like a plastic garbage lid and just use uh, bungee cords to hold it in place on top. That's that's all you need to do. That's all kind you need to do. Kind of a fedora. Just put a hat on it. Yeah, just put a hat on it. There you right go. on. Hey, Tom, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, bringing the context of just how much damage closing in that that simple unit, you know, and we're scrubby Dutch, you know, that's who we are as a town. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think they're doing a they think they're doing a great thing, which is understandable, of course. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one thing. Don't do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Tom, heating and cooling tech uh, uh, advocating, please uh, don't feed the mice, which means don't close in your air conditioning unit. So thanks, Tom, for that. Oh, I'm going to take a short pause, get a lot of uh, business done here as we open up the first hour of the KMOX Home Improvement Show. My name is Scott Mosby. I'm truly at your service here on KMOX, and we'll return after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together. Phone lines open just for you. Just for you. A little outside home improvement here. We're going to talk about the indoors mostly. 314-436-7900. Starting off uh, talking about uh, not enclosing, not fully covering your outside air conditioning uh, condensers. Uh, As well as you get around, uh, make sure that you are leaving space around there so that uh, the air can dry it out. I know it seems strange. We're not using the AC this time of year, so why worry? Well, the more stuff you stack next to that unit, the more you prevent the air and the drying facilities of that wind or area 
to dry off the inside of that unit. So, uh, you know, just be aware. Take good care of it because you're expecting it to take pretty good care of you. Uh, next up, let's see what's happening here. Let's talk to my buddy, Ed. Hey, Ed, uh, good morning. Welcome to CAMWEX. Uh, how can I help you this morning, fine friend? First, happy holidays, Mr. Mosby. And, <laughs> and secondly, about three years ago, I called you and asked about barometric pressure. Are mm-hmm. you with me? And, I'm, yeah. and I am still figuring it out. Do you see? <laughs> I got a black. I got a blocked-up toilet on the second floor of a mm. nice unit in St. Louis Hills. Are mm. you with me? You, so but I'm going to tell you because you understand science. Do you see? But more importantly, you understand economics. I learn more from you. You should be teaching macro and microeconomics at Washington University. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ed. I, I'm afraid some of those students might be just light years ahead of me in that uh, um, I am an armchair economist because, like you, I go to the grocery store, a hardware store, the home supply center, and, man, I'm in the construction business. I wheel around the corner and I look at a sheet of plywood and I do that for fun now, uh, you know, I mean, because the changing price of lumber to me is, you know, it's like watching a great, great soap opera. You know, you want to know what's cooking in our world today, go find, you know, just track the price of anything, whether it's oatmeal, milk, uh, lumber, ply, you know, all that. So anyway, thanks, Ed. I appreciate it. Season's greetings to you. God bless you all. I mean, th- this is... For me, this is a very reverent time of year. Once we start gathering for Thanksgiving, getting people together, folks I love, uh, you know, reconnecting, you know, Christmas cards, still emails that come out, newsletters. Wow. So thank you. I take this time very seriously, uh, certainly on a spiritual level as well. That's the basis of it all. And, um, you know, whatever your beliefs are, we're all in this together. Nobody's getting off this planet alive. Scott Mosby, 314-436-7900. And let's talk to my buddy, Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning, sir. How can I help you this fine Saturday? Well, I've got a uh, a little house that does not have eaves on it. And I was wanting to put a uh, ridge vent on the roof for ventilation. And I was wondering if there was a way to, like right where the uh, wall meets the 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 roof, to put a pipe down there with uh, openings on each end and, you know, holes in the pipe. Uh, Sort of, Uh, sort of. Are you going to change your roof at the time you do this ridge vent? I wasn't planning on it, no. Okay, that's the best time to do it because there are, the manufacturers have figured this out, GAF, several of the major uh, air vent manufacturers, people that sell ridge vent uh, really understand that you and many of us together don't have eaves, no overhangs, no place for low air intake into our attics. So uh-huh. there are metal ad pieces that um, go at the bottom of the roof. And for us, because of snow and ice and build up above the gutters, the bottom of our roof might be two feet up above those gutters so that we don't have you know ice and snow coming in our attic. The point uh-huh. is, is there are strips. Uh, they're kind of like a bump on a log. You know, they're kind of a bump on your roof. That little area kind of sticks up. And so you can add this um, 
and have air intake. Uh, likewise, before some of these came out, or if you don't that look, when you, depending it, 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 on how bad your gutter boards are, we've gotten into you know houses where the gutter boards are just rotted, gutters are falling off, need a new roof, that sort of thing. And we sure. would just fur out the gutter boards a little bit further and extend the roof another inch or two and create an artificial air intake at that place you know before we put the gutters around so it's a discussion with the homeowner and it's a budget consideration because it all caught more work is more money but there are ways that you can do that and i've even had i had a roofer buddy um that actually put pan vents on the low side of his roof if you know what those pan vents those little 12 by 12 inch things stick up on roofs about two three inches Right, That's, kind of ugly looking. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Well, yeah. actually, back in the day, you know, he was he understood just how serious that problem was. He put right. those pan vents about two and a half feet up above his gutters on the low side of his roof, and then had pan vents on some and ridge vents on others, and and he really got it. He knew where and how to do that. It was a little bit unsightly, but the point being that he achieved the goal. You know, maybe the number one goal is a better looking house. But anyway, the point being, there are ways that you can add this air intake, Mike, in, in you know, a little more uh, traditional ways. Okay, well, great. I, I, I don't think I need a roof, uh, it, it's, but it's, you know, been up there for 10 years or so. Um, I might go ahead and invest in doing that uh, uh, just to get that uh, ridge vent in. So I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, Mike, I mean, dollars and cents, so you add a ridge vent and you put in some intake, you know, you could be two, $3,000 because it's such a small job. You know, they're coming out just to do this thing. They're up on the roof and safety issues, yada, yada, yada. You know, you mm-hmm. might get a new roof for 10000 and you do this stuff for three. It's like, well, maybe I get a $3,000, you know, and when, when they put that stuff on, when the roof's going on, all you're buying is material. There's very little labor necessary to add this stuff because it's all part of the process. So, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd ask that question. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Happy sailing, Mike. How's that? Sailing, we're, we're about to freeze the Mississippi, and I'm talking about sailing. Uh, it, it, it's a... It's an exciting concept when the when temperatures are cold like this. Uh, okay, let's go to my buddy Mark and see what's happening with him. Hey, Mark, good morning. Scott Mosby here. How can I help you today? Morning, Scott. Love the show. Listen often. Learn quite a bit from you. Um, I noticed that my uh, furnace, the humidifier, the whole house humidifier on my furnace mm-hmm. was not uh, working. You know, and by working, I mean I could notice that there was not water, excess water, I guess, dripping down through the, the pipe, uh, the drain pipe that leads to the floor drain. Yes. So first thing I checked on was the, uh, I'm not sure, on the, on, the, on the copper cold feed line, there's mm-hmm. like a puncture valve. I'm not sure what those are called. Yeah, saddle um, valve. Although saddle puncture valve, valve, yeah, thank you. I like yeah. puncture valve a whole lot better. That well, really describes it. Yeah, uh, the saddle valve. So I, I, the first thing I checked there was I disconnected the, uh, feed line from the saddle valve and then slowly turned on the saddle valve and no water comes out of it. Is it mm-hmm. possible just to shut down the water of the house, take that old saddle valve off and put a new one on? Or is oh, the yeah. problem likely, uh, you know, in the pipe itself or no, or, think you know, about do, this. Do those saddle valves block up with uh, calcium yeah. and whatnot and, sh- and yes. you know, 
Yes, they do. Yes, they okay. do. And, and in okay. fact, one of my uh, things that uh, may not be a good practice, but uh, uh, when I turn on my humidifier, I leave it all connected, and I turn that piercing uh, T-handle in. I turn it clockwise, and I push it back into the pipe as if I were puncturing that pipe the first time in an oh, effort to knock okay. loose the probable. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, you and I eat cheeseburgers. It winds up in our bloodstream. Yeah. You know, right. we get lime in our pipes, you know, plumbing supply, water pipes. And so, so then I, yeah. the problem is all that gook now tries to flow right back at me through that same little tiny hole. But yeah. yes, you can. And frankly, uh, changing that saddle valve, I do about every 10 years. Um, and uh, when the rubber gasket starts getting, you know, seven plus years old, I start paying attention to that because that's what keeps your pipe from really leaking. And then I look at it and I say, well, okay, if I've got, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes invested in this, how long would it take me to put a real T in there and solder this thing up and really, yeah, you know, right. get, get put a real shut off with a nice, you know, faucet type shut off on it. And generally, yeah. I just put the saddle valve right back on. You know, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes quick is better than, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I yeah. was curious about uh, because, like I said, most times when it was working in the past, there'd be a, a minor amount of water dripping out of the bottom of the humidifier after it passed over yeah. the uh, the water yeah, the diffuser. Filter. Yeah, and uh, and I noticed that there was not any water coming out of there. So I and and I opened it up, and, and the uh, and the and the water diffuser was dry, so there had been no yeah. water entering it. So okay, hey, before I'll you go, do you have uh, before you go? Do you have an April Air type um, uh, humidifier? It's not. Waterfall? It's not the April Air brand, but I mean, it's it's like it's that. that type. Yeah, it's that type, but it's not an April Air brand. That filter media needs to get changed every uh, probably two years. They recommend every year, but uh, I leave mine on because I turn my blower motor on all the time, so my humidifier is calling for percentage of humidity according to the humidistat. But the point oh, okay. being that you know it wears out just like a water yeah. or an air filter does. So actually, I've been yeah changing it annually um, yeah. just to make sure it's... no mold or whatever gets going in there. Amen, um, brother. There you go. So, Isn't that a fun thing, okay. though? Don't don't you just love that for the old fingers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. I appreciate it. Thank you much. Love the show. All right. Thanks, Mark. Take care. All right. Bye now. Home improvement again. Now, uh, what we're advocating? Uh, there are several types of humidifiers. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit because you're starting to feel the effects of that now. So when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about types of humidifiers and how it relates to Mark's question this morning, because there is a uh, waterfall or uh, a lot of water then uh, comes into the humidifier. And when the solenoid or the switch, solenoid is just a fancy way to say an electric light switch or electric switch that turns on and the water flow, so the water starts flowing. Um, when that thing calls for water, that water falls across this filter media. The air blows through across that, blows through the uh, furnace uh, ductwork and then into this humidifier and picks up moisture on an evaporative basis uh, but the water falls all the way across this filter media so getting that furnace humidifier mounted level sounds weird 
level, that means you have an even dispersion of that water going all the way across that filter media. But the filter media needs to be changed. When we come back on CamoX, we're going to talk about different types of types of humidifiers. Uh, we can even get into the water droplets, the condensation on the inside of your windows. And, you know, I don't have good windows because I have water droplets, all that stuff. Uh, so bring it on. Let's go 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. We're going to talk about water, humidity, comfort. And I'm going to tie it back into one of my favorite. And the health does our house, our humidifier, our humidity advance or detract from our health. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, back for more. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, folks, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. We are live and lively. Phone lines open for you, 314-436-7900. Vote early, vote often. We're going to harvest as many votes right here on KMOX as we can callers. So bring it on, bring it in, let's talk about it. And next up is my friend Ann. Ann, good morning. Welcome. How can I help you today? Hi there, Scott. Good morning. Um, I have a question about when you turn off the faucet on the outside. I religiously do that every year and I noticed a couple of years ago my back faucet which is more exposed to the weather um, had a big hunk of ice in it. so I bought covers and I put it on that back faucet every year and I noticed the side faucet which is a little bit more protected was doing it this year a big hunk and you know when it got that cold snap uh, recently What causes that, what can I do? Uh, There's a gasket or an O-ring kind of, if you will. It's kind of like a uh, seat. Uh, It used to be metal against metal for your outside faucets. There's usually a piece of rubber in there that the um, as you turn the faucet in, it pushes up against the rubber with age. Like everything, that piece of rubber gets hard or brittle. Uh, sometimes it'll get a little chunk out of it that allows the water to drip past. But uh, generally, it's just saying it's uh, ready for that rubber piece, the O-ring, or the entire faucet to be replaced. Uh, you can rebuild these things fairly easily, uh, but they, they take a little time, and they do take a good bit of skill. So I have another question real quick. Mm-hmm. The O-ring or whatever that that you're saying is maybe uh, decomposing, um, yeah. is that's on the outside, not on the inside of your home, correct? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, it's the same inside or out. It's the same mechanism on faucets. Uh, that's how the old school hose bibs work. And, you know, since we don't usually use them like an inside faucet, they last longer than the ones inside. But when you get a drip, you get a drip and, you know, it's outside. So you don't really have to mess with it, you know, for risk reasons. So So I or my husband could not replace that. You would suggest a plumber? Kind of yes, kind of no. There is sometimes if you can get that Nibco, N-I-B-C-O is one of the manufacturers for these uh, for plumbing fittings, uh, brass and copper. If you can get that exact type faucet, that same body and unit, uh, I have rebuilt these units by unscrewing the uh, um, packing nut underneath the uh, knob, if you will, and pulling the whole guts out 
and putting it back into an old faucet body. So if you can exactly match the faucet body, uh, you don't have to do any soldering. You don't really turn the water off to your house because that whole thing will leak like, you know, a water hose will. Um, so you shut the water off to that faucet or the house. Uh, but typically before that time, you go to the hardware store with a photograph of this thing. You say, can I buy a unit just like this? The problem is that when you go to home hardware stores and home centers, um, they sometimes carry a different brand than at the professional plumbing supply house, you know, like a Milford or a Henry or, you know, wholesale plumbing thing like, you know, companies mm-hmm. like that, uh, Butler, they carry pro things. So sometimes you have to go to some of these pro things like you have a faucet like that. The issue there, Anne, is then you leave all that stuff soldered in and you just take out all the worn out stuff and change it. So it's like changing an engine in a car, but, you know, a lot easier. You just unscrew and that your husband or you could do. The chance of getting the right piece is about 5%, though. It it'll, it may take you it may take you weeks to find this thing or hunt or to discover that you know you can't find one like that it's too old. But sometimes you know on faucets that are twenty thirty years old you know a Nibco faucet you know if you can get the same model you you can just unscrew the old stuff put the new piece in and tighten it down and see how it works. Mm-hmm. You know. Are you unscrewing the? I'm sorry. Are you unscrewing the whole outside area? Nope. Nope, just the just, just the nut and the the uh, on and off handle. So you grab the the actual um, handle to turn the faucet, the faucet on. Uh, there's a nut mm-hmm. that you tighten with a wrench that's right underneath that. And as you back that out, uh, you can basically pull the entire guts of that um, stuff out, if you will. Sometimes, 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 right? Sometimes. This, yeah. this if, hose and I mean this faucet, these faucets. Our house is close to 45 years old. Um, been around a, lot, a while, I guess. You're probably better off with a plumber, but make a longer list, because if your plumber comes out to fix one faucet or two, the trip mm-hmm. charge just to get them there is, is substantial. So, you know, I call them, you know, run them hard, put them away wet. You know, just make a good list of plumbing things so that if you're going to get a plumber out there, you you yeah. get him to fix as much as possible and you send as many pictures uh, so that you can, so they can have the materials ready. Many of these service guys carry a lot of this stuff on their trucks. But if you okay. can tell them what they're up against, then they can show up even and, more ready sometimes. Right. And the drip that's happening, if I cover it, could that freeze the pipe on the inside? Uh, yes, yes, because it can uh, drip and drip so slowly that it continues to get fat and block or occlude the entire round orifice of that faucet body. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, that oh, it's kind of like uh, it's, it's, yeah, like an ice dam on the roof. There isn't a whole lot of water that comes down, but a little bit five days in a row below freezing, and you wind up with this big hunk of ice. Well, same problem with that hose bib. Yeah. It can. Yeah. It can okay. usually in real deep prolonged. So it doesn't usually happen around here till January. You know, you're not December's not that really deep cold. It can be occasionally, but usually it warms back up. January, February are the times that I worry about around here for, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks, Ann. Good right. question. Bye. Home improvement, Scott Mosby, 314-436-7900-436-7900. Bring them on, bring them early, bring them often. And I talked about humidifiers. So a humidifier adds moisture to the air, humidifies. 
A dehumidifier, which is summertime generally, takes moisture out of the air. So a dehumidifier, so sometimes I get these questions and we're not sure whether we're trying to add or pull water out. So I'm going to start with some of the basics. Dehumidifier takes humidity or dries the air. That's great for basements, um, crawl spaces, um, things like that where we want to kind of dry it out. That's an important thing. A humidifier is for when we're heating in the winter and now we're by by heating the air up, we inherently, as temperature rises without changing moisture addition, you wind up with drier air. So in the winter time when we're heating, we're trying to put humidity or you turn on the humidifier. We're going to take a short pause for now, for now, and I'll come back and explain a little bit more of this right here on KMOX. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center, the place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And back together, home improvement, humidity was the topic. We started out with air conditioning condensers. We won't go back to that, but uh, don't cover your AC unit, the outdoor thing. Uh, just maybe put a lid on it, put a fedora, hat, you know, cap, just uh, something on the top. Nothing, please, nothing, nothing, nothing on the sides. Uh, happy holidays to you. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed kind of the, you know, Tom Ackerman. Uh, believe it or not, I've been around long enough that um, one of my producers, the person that answers the phone uh, and and listens to the question, cues it up, it comes up here on a computer screen for me so I can see, you know, Tom has a question, you know, about house venting and whatever it is. Uh, one of my early producers was Tom Ackerman, and he came in, he was early in his career, and uh, I, I can tell uh, winners because they manage me. Um, uh, and I and I like I like uh, contractors I like business associates and friends that uh, you know tell me the truth you know uh, if, if they don't like or disagree they kind of push back a little bit and kind thing but Tom was very good and uh, you know I, I, my producers today are, are that and what I stay start with is okay I'm a part time guy I do this on the weekends my real job is something else so really don't trust me just manage me well make sure I hit my times and come in and out and all of that I get windy at times anyway my I just wanted to say uh, happy holidays to you as well listening to Tom Ackerman's uh, um, holiday wishes to all of us as listeners uh, again uh, that was one of my earlier uh, producers in in my home improvement show and he turned out to be you know the sports director here at KMOX and you know no surprise there just you know talent-laden fella uh, 314-436-7900 is the way we get together I was talking about humidifiers I'll go back to humidifiers so we had a phone caller that was calling in. Mark called about his uh, getting water to his humidifier. And keep in mind, you have to plug that humidifier in because there are two ways for water to flow to uh, a waterfall or April air or what's called um, filter media or dry media. What happens is when the furnace goes off, the blower motor turns off. You're not blowing air through the house. You're not air conditioning, whatever. Um that's the electric to that unit shuts down the water flow. You don't need water flowing when you're not blowing air through your house. You know, you can't humidify it without moving air. So there's a solenoid there. But it pl So one of the things I do in the springtime when I shut down my humidifier is I unplug that humidifier. And all that does is turn off the electric to the switch that makes the water flow yes or stop flowing no 
Uh, so I unplug that. So then sometimes in the winter, in the fall, oh my gosh, I need to, you know, change the filter meter, open this thing up. Uh, the advantage of dry media is you don't have wet stuff sitting in that humidifier all the time, for example, all summer long with what's called a wet media or wet um, membrane uh, foam type thing. I'll get into that when we uh, go into hour two here on CamWax. The point being that you need to service these things uh, so you can have a blockage at the saddle valve or coming from the actual water pipe into that little quarter inch might be poly and it might be copper, whatever it is that comes to that part of your humidifier on your furnace. Uh, So you have two things that can keep the water from flowing. Number one, your saddle valve won't let the water flow. Number two, remember to plug that rascal in. I can't tell you how many years I'd get everything all going. You know, I had the filter media. I'm just, I'm, you know, just nuts on. I got it right. And nothing comes on. Duh. I forgot to plug it in. You, you know, so simple things like that. Anyway, back for more Hour 2 Home Improvement. 